WRC, EAP, LEC, and CMT by Unique Equilibrium LLC. Ha ha ha. All right. <clears throat> WRC is the World Reading Club. EAP, Edgar Allan Poe, LEC is Literary Expert Certificate. So, marking the institution of two new ser services. The first one is the Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certification. And the second one I put in here is CMT, and I forgot to put it, the rest of it in the description, but it is, uh, CMT is the, the uh, Clinical Metaphysics Therapy. Clinical Metaphysics Therapy. So I'll explain all of that in just a moment. So, and it's all by Uniquilibrium LLC. Hello, I'm Hakeem Alibokas Alexander, and I am the Managing Director of Uniquilibrium LLC. And today I'm here to talk to you about the World Reading Club's Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certificate and the Clinical Metaphysics Therapy by Uniquilibrium LLC. How'd you like that? That was fun, wasn't it? So, let's start with the first order of business. The first order of business here is the World Reading Club. So, the World Reading Club was uh, launched into existence um, on uh, August 23rd, 2022. And what that meant by launching it was that, or is that, I'm making awareness of a book called Joy in Plain Sight by Katya Davidova. And that book, Joy in Plain Sight by Katya Davidova, is the subject, the book, of our first, first book focus of World Reading Club, which will be held on October 24th, 2022, here on Colin and maybe other social audio apps, if I can multi-broadcast, if I get to that point, we'll see. <clears throat> and so, uh, with that, um, the World Reading Club is seeking to help people also join in the celebration with me, because World Reading Club celebrates the joy of learning through the love of literacy, because I love reading, and that's what literacy is. Literacy is reading, ladies and gentlemen, and just in case you didn't know that. So, but, you, but most of you may have literacy, the love of literacy, the love of learning, right? So the joy of learning through the love of literacy, that's what, what uh, so officially my tagline for World Reading Club is celebrating the joy of learning by promoting promoting the love of literacy. So we need to promote that, right? Meaning, make people aware of it. Let more people know that it exists, right? So, the, the, uh, the joy of learning through the love of literacy. Forgive me, I'm seeing a little out of breath. I just finished working out at the gym. One Life Fitness Red Mill here on General Booth Boulevard in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and I'm walking down the street. I need to take this hoodie off real quick, so let me take the headphones off. Oh. 
because I'm one of those people who had the hoodie on and the headphones over the hoodie just because, you know, it's more convenient. All right, so World Reading Club is celebrating the joy of learning by promoting the love of literacy. Okay, so that's what World Reading Club is. And why is it DASH connected to EAP, which stands for Edgar Allan Poe, and DASH connected to uh, Literary Expert Certificate or Certification? That's because I, as the Managing Director of Unique Equilibrium LLC, am instituting a certification program, which is the first one of which, uh, through World Reading Club that is, because there are many others that I have with other organizations of mine, but the first one is the Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certification. So I've a, uh, a partner that I've been working with who uh, shows a great aptitude for uh, uh, literary compositions. Right now, specifically, she is focusing on Edgar Allan Poe and doing live public readings live readings in front of audiences and so the level one certificate of the world reading club's edgar Allan poe literary expert certificate one of the requirements are that you read three edgar Allan poe works for the level one edgar Allan poe literary expert certification which requires that you read three literary one blanket term literary because the Edgar Allan Poe has written poems as well as stories so uh, his poems and stories are all under his literary collections and the first world reading club Edgar Allan Poe literary expert certification is the level one which is based off of reading doing live readings they can be cold or practice of any of Edgar Allan Poe's literary collect any of his works from his literary collections. And then there are some other things that we're doing here with this certification. It's going to be built out to an, a literary expert certification, a general literary, literary expert certification. So uh, it will be like a master literary expert certification and then there will be other categories. We'll focus on other authors. For example, uh, Langston Hughes, and uh, we will focus on Shakespeare, of course. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, now I'm going to talk about the uh, CMT, the uh, clinical, I'm typing this in because I forgot to put it, clinical metaphysics therapy. So uh, clinical metaphysics therapy. All right, what is clinical metaphysics therapy? Well, I found a way to hack uh, the technology specifically here on call-in and any other place that allows to have private rooms. And what I've done, because I'm, a tr I'm trained as a clinical hypnotist to do hypnotherapy, I have found that you can, of course, we, we have known this, but you can make private rooms on call-in and because of that, I can have a, hold a private clinical hypnotherapy consultation or clinical metaphysics consultation in the room, clinical hypnotherapy or clinical 
metaphysics either one because I do both. I have a, a degree in metaphysics or metaphysical sciences, a bachelor's degree in metaphysical sciences, a professional degree in clinical hypnosis, also known as uh, hypnotherapy, also known as, I also have a degree, it's a certificate also goes as, identifies me as a master hypnotist. And so with those, I hold private rooms as a master clinical hypnotist or a master hypnotist and I hold the space for my clients to speak to me and for me to analyze and their issues, their topics in the category of vocational and avocational motivation and self-improvement. That is my scope of practice. And then I offer them solutions and suggestions for the issues that they are presenting. And that's that. Right now, Graciela Moore has a room over on Wisdom that I would like to go to attend. So I'm going to do that. But not to be foolish, uh, I'm going to plug into there right now. Some right now. Oh, Cecilia Gray, she's doing uh kudos to you day 158 kudos to you I'll, I'll run over there definitely all right so that's it so all i got to do now because i forgot is put in some links uh here i'm going to put in the links for the world reading club world reading club also is another show here on call-in so uh it's another show here on call-in and um You can get more details about the World Reading Club there, and I'm going to put the global premiere of the World Reading Club's link to, on one of my websites, hakeym.com, H-A-K-E-Y-M News, right? Why not? Right? So it'll be a, a nice loop back to this information that I'm going to give you here. At least I'll just put that one. I don't know how many I'm going to put in, but I just want to make sure that when I share this as a blog post somewhere else, all the information will be contained in here so that you can get to the info that you need when you need it. And then, uh, hey, welcome to the room, Chris. How you doing, buddy? Um, I just invited you up as a speaker if you want to come up. I'm almost uh, going to get out of here. Uh, I was coming to the end. How you doing, sir? So then let's see what other link. So I got the link. Um, I have the two new services, so just to recap, the W-R-C-E-A-P-L-E-C, -E -E that's simply the World Reading Club's Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certification. This is the first of its kind from Uniquilibrium. Clinical Metaphysics Therapy, also by Uniquilibrium LLC. And this is the marking of the institution of these two new services. And I have made that known through this room and will... Uh, continue to uh, keep keep you posted on the the updates and progress that we're making. And so right now, my first student and the first recipient 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 of the World Reading Club's first Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certificate, you may know if you've been following, but I will I will keep you Guessing, Drum you don't roll, already please. know. 
drum roll, please. Um, but no, I will keep it under wraps. You may know, but I have whoa, not whoa, yet whoa. revealed. I'm, I'm quite, Some of us I'm may know. We'll be able to guess. In this in general, this Edgar Allan Poe literary uh, certification. It sounds yes, quite fantastic. I love it. I, I love our our world reading club in general. I think that this is a uh, a wonderful thing to um, initiate. Um, you know, because you know there are these great poets out there. These great literary, uh, liter- yeah, literary, <laughs> literary geniuses. Thank you. Yes, literary um, geniuses, literary enthusiasts. And- Right, exactly. So now we have these exactly. So we are enthusiasts, and to be, you know, and, and to be able to study the works of a genius and to be able to analyze them and just have knowledge of them. You don't have to be a super expert in it. You know, you don't have to be, you know, oh, I spent twelve years in college breaking down the origin of every word, you know, in, in Edgar Allan Poe, but just knowing his works, knowing you know the ins and outs of them, uh, is is a feat in itself. And then how it applies to just. Uh, uh, the the depths uh, and the philosophies behind it all, I think it is a wonderful thing to initiate because we should be doing this for other uh, people who are in this space as well. So I think it's great that you're starting yeah. with one of the actual. I mean, I think he is probably the best. Uh, not yeah, maybe, he's you know, one of the best not ever. The, you know, we're exactly. He's 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 in the top five. It's just uh, that he's and, just and, in and a category. Respect his works. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just category in a category alone. all on his own. You know, he's so unique. So that, yeah, he's just a category on his own. He's so unique, Chris. Um, and yeah, so, uh, you know, as, you know, the managing director of Unique Equilibrium LLC, I can institute any types of programs or, or institutions or pro- and programs or education I want within my business and put that out there publicly, make it public. And like I said, uh, the Edgar Allan Poe, Literary Expert Certification is one of them that's going to be part of a larger certification program, which is just the general uh, or the uh, actually it's going to be called the Master Literary Expert Certification, because once you uh, a master get three literary certifications, master literary certifications or literary expert certifications, that is, let me say that again, once you obtain three uh, literary expert certifications. So, for example, you can get one. Uh, a, a world reading club, um, Langston Hughes literary uh, expert certification, and Edgar Allan Poe literary expert certification, and a Maya Angelou literary expert certification. And once you get at least three out of any three that you can choose from in our program, which we'll be putting up a vast catalog of these, but once you get any three, then you can automatically be eligible for the master literary expert certification, which means now you have the expertise, the knowledge and expertise of at least three literary experts. Uh, and that would be Edgar Allan Poe, for example, Langston Hughes and Maya Angelou, just as examples. And those might even be the first three that I institute. I've already done uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Now I'm going to be doing Maya Angelou and Langston Hughes as a literary expert club. And what else I got to put into the uh, into the links here for this podcast are the links to uh, two of the resources that you can use for the literary uh, expert certification. Now, I didn't get into yet what you'll exactly need. 
and I kind of plan this talk roughly for 30 minutes. So what are, uh, what are the requirements for the literary expert certification and, you know, how can people get them? Well, one of them, like I said, is you have to read live in front of an audience on air, or you can make a recording of you reading the works of any one of those three experts that I mentioned, because see, right on the fly, right here on the money, right here live, I've decided that I'm going to make those first three, because everything I'm doing in threes, and I spoke to Sarah about this earlier, earlier. welcome to the room, Sarah, um, that uh, I'm doing everything in threes according to the, um, the suggestions from Nikola Tesla. And not to be mistaken with Tesla Motors, he's the inspiration for Tesla Motors, and he's an actual genius. And so um, I follow his wisdom, which is following the numbers, the rules of three, three, six, and nine. And so uh, in order to get the first literary expert certification, it's a requirement that you read uh, three uh, works from any one of these three literary experts. It could be Edgar Allan Poe. It could be Maya Angelou. It could be Langston Hughes. And you read any three of them live or make a recording of it, and I, the recording has to be presented to be listened to. And again, they can be cold readings or they could be uh, pre-practiced, uh, rehearsed readings because you, if you want to make yourself sound really expert and professional. And then there are some other things that you'll do, um, like you might go ahead and present a list of the vocabulary words that may have stumbled you in there and show some work that you have uh, worked out what the vocabulary means by. I really, really like that. I, I like that. Yeah. That's it's because it's not forcing homework. It is creating knowledge based homework that is a case by case because everybody's different. Everybody stumbles different. So there's no curriculum. I, I love that idea, Akeem. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, thank you, Chris. And um, yeah, hold on. You guys are going to hear like some thunder real quick as I open up. This one door of the studio here. Now I'm just going to sit here, stay open for a while. Uh, all right. And so, yeah, so that's going to be um, part of the, the curriculum there is, again, yes, it's not forced. It's just creating a list of words that you may have stumbled upon in there. And there are many ways you can present those. You can present those as a list, like you can even... For example, uh, some of the tests and some of the presentations can be done here on call-in. Uh, for example, in the same exact way that I run my clinical metaphysics therapy, because you can have private rooms here. And so if somebody wants to test in private, I can be their proctor, and they come into the private room, and they recite their literature. So they can recite their Langston Hughes or Edgar Allan Poe or Maya Angelou, and they can recite all three pieces in a row, which is exactly what I'm going to be doing with Sarah. Sarah's going to be reading uh, three pieces in a row. Um, so far, she's read The Raven, and she's read uh, Black Cat in two parts. She's also read Alone, and um, I think I think that's it so far. So those are three that you've actually read. Um, you haven't done three of them so far, I think, not on Wisdom app, but we certainly can uh, those actually go towards credit, towards your certification, but you can actually also, um, you can do three more if you wanted to, either in one of your own rooms, like because you have your own account, so you can very easily just open up a room, either private or otherwise, 
And if you don't want it to be disturbed by other people, I would suggest making a private room if you think that distraction is going to happen. Or you can just invite who you want. Like, for example, if you want just a small audience like Chris and myself, you can invite us to the app, anybody that you want in your room that you feel comfortable with. Because one of the requirements is to read it in front of people so that we're listening. It's, it's one of the parts is to help you with your public speaking and presentation skills. So we will be... Uh, you can do that. That's that option on your own account and invite people. What's up, Chris, brother? Yeah. So question with that. So do you, yeah. uh, uh, is there going to be additional levels of educational credits? So let's say, like you're saying, you know, so there are uh, requirements to get the expert level certification through, you know, yeah. doing a few readings and these other things. But so let's right. say you want to do additional readings of Poe. Or you want to yeah. do, you know, uh, uh, um, or you want to go over it more and maybe want to bring on somebody else from the reading club to to, to voice another person that is within that uh, that story or that poem or that play. Um, you know, so, so just to do maybe it's a better rehearsal of that reading. Um, would there be additional credit hours that that I know people will gain um, to get like, uh, let's say, like a higher mastery certification within that yeah. Uh, author? Yeah, so a great question, Chris. That's awesome that you asked that because it also helps me to uh, make sure that I'm clear on presenting what I am. And again, I love the fact that you asked that question and the fact that I've decided to keep things simple by going in threes. And so the um, the in order to get higher levels, you simply have to do another three. So you'll have like a level one just means you do any one. See, I'm not judging uh, how how difficult, you know, the first three that you do, just that you, you do the work to get three of them done, that you actually read them. It's a huge feat for people to read things. And for someone who wants to read and they actually do it in front of people, um, and like how Sarah's been doing, she's been doing cold readings of Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, this is remarkable, cold readings. There at Ground Poe, just opening up something she hasn't seen before, um, maybe doing like a little warm up by reading a first paragraph before she starts recording and then getting right in there and recording live and just going straight through. And a lot of times, you know, I sit there, well, actually, every single time, I've pretty much just sat back and let her fumble through and make her mistakes and do what she needs to do. And she just keeps going on because that's what she wants to do. She loves it. And she'll take or leave any, any help. And I think that's wonderful. Um, so, uh, welcome to the room, uh, unchanged to change. I think that's what it, what it is, right? Yeah, unchanged to change to. <laughs> unchanged to change to. Okay, um, that's brilliant because it confuses me. Um, so, all right, maybe you can explain that sometime. Hold on. Uh, I, I, I love you because you are incredibly hard to confuse. <laughs> so you're like, you're like <laughs> I, I'm down with this because you yeah. got me. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me see what's going on here. Unchanged. Unchanged to change to. Tell me what uh, what you're all about. You're you're unmuted and you're free to speak if you wish. All right. Well, be some kind of crazy robotic outburst that you do. Uh, I, I I ask you to uh, do what what you want to do now. Um, but uh, oh, let me read the description here. It says. Uh, Broadcasting live from Signet Mental Hospital in Taunton, Somerset, UK. Fighting slash winning against the man. Support me to get home to Mexico. Oh, wow. Buy me a coffee. That's uh, incredible. All right. <clears throat> and I see Vlad is here in the room. Uh, let's bring up Vlad. Um, 
And uh, yes, yeah, so hey, Sarah, what's up? I was saying good morning, everybody. Yes. Good morning. How's everybody? Sorry. Good morning. 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 Good all right, Vlad, I'm going to finish up something real quick, and I'm going to open up the uh, the floor so we can just all hang out for a second. Um, so the one last thing I wanted to say about um, World Reading Club, and just so I don't have any outburst from – okay, good. Well, all right. So, um, so in, in wrapping up, so something that Chris said. So, Chris, about the uh, getting higher levels, it's simply by doing – different groups of three so you can do any groups of three but it's up to three groups of three so you have level one which is a, is like the, the level one uh expert certification level two and level three and you can do that with each each uh each author that you that you decide to total of 12 explore their literary works it's three and three 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 so three six nine twelve yes um well uh it's three um so for example You'll get three um, – you, you do any three authors, a literary uh, analysis in the reading, and just doing that gets you the level one uh, level one Edgar Allan Poe Literary Expert Certification, for example. Vlad? Right. So what I was saying is that is – that so, so Please mute three, for a few, a few moments. Oh, sorry. Um, my bad. Um, so it would be three readings to get your initial um, level one, level one Edgar Allan Poe certification, and That's then right. it would be literary expert certification. Three readings, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, an additional three, yeah, of three readings to get yeah. the additional three levels to, to yeah, so be a combined. So, so it's it's like four, a set three of like three, like yeah. overall mastery. Because yeah, you because know, like because I mean there is like the whole entry level, right? Because you have to read three to even get on, to even to even get into the tree, you know. Right. In, so into now, the tree of Edgar Allan Poe, you have to do. Now it's a little bit different than what you're saying. Right? Yeah, it's a little bit different. So if you do, so there's a route, like, and this is what I would suggest that everybody do. You you just simply read three, um, uh, three works of the author, right? So. You read three works from the author, and that gets you the level one certificate. Now, if you read three works from another author, that brings you closer to the master uh, literary expert certif certificate. And then you read one another author. So it's, there's a three-by-three three one-way going up vertically. So there's a vertical climb where you can be three-by-three. Three. You have to do three different authors um, and three different works by three different authors. So that's nine different works total. Um, three each author in order to get the master literary expert certificate. And that's because you've done the works by three authors. Now, in each author, you can get uh, you can get uh, three more each as well. You can go laterally. So you can get three from Edgar Allan Poe, another three for six for Edgar Allan Poe, and another three for nine for Edgar Allan Poe. And that goes out laterally, laterally and that brings out a broader base. Um, so now you have... Uh, now you're in the the level three of Edgar Allan Poe, but you still only have one master one master certificate um, in the literary in general. And then you can do three more for Maya Angelou and three more for Langston Hughes, and you'll have a total of nine 
for each of those authors, and then there will be another math. There will be another certificate that will go on, on top of that. But I'm not going to that level Correct. yet, um, Correct. just because okay. I want to work out the so, details so, of that. I am on the same, so we're all on the same page. So yeah. is that all right? Cool and good. Yeah. So my brain was getting twelve because it's three to enter and then nine per author. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. And then, uh, yep. And then, hey, welcome Brent to the room. I've seen Brent running around here before. All right, um, unchange to change to, I'm gonna bring you back on again. Uh, you didn't say anything last time. If you'd like to speak, please do so. Um, you're welcome to speak. Um, I don't have any rules except just be nice and be cool. Or um, if you're just gonna wait and hang out for a while, that's fine. So Brent, you're just coming into the room. I have, uh, I'm the managing director of Unique Equilibrium LLC. I have some shows on here. And I have two initiatives that I'm launching. Uh, one of them is a certification, a literary certification. And the other one is a clinic that I'm, I've opened an online clinic, clinical metaphysics therapy. I have a degree in metaphysical clinical sciences. Metaphysics therapy. Yes. Yes, sir. Clinical metaphysics therapy. And uh, uh, I have I, a degree. Can you hear me then? Yeah, sorry. Y y yes, sir. I can hear you. Carry so, on. Um, yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, so clinical metaphysics therapy is simply uh, the combination of a few things. I have extensive training as a clinical hypnotist from the uh, America's first nationally credited college of hypnotherapy, which is recognized by the Department of Education and have just launched an associate of mind-body psychology degree. Uh, I also have a, a bachelor's degree in metaphysical sciences from the University of Metaphysical Sciences, which is founded by the Wisdom of the Heart Church in Arcata, California. And so I'm a minister as well as a clinical hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, or also known as a master hypnotist. And using the ideas and the understanding that I have of the different metaphysical and mystic traditions, I help to connect peop with people on their own level and their own understanding of reality and the universe and of their spirit. And I help to guide them to a little bit more peace and understanding of themselves. And I found a way to very so, easily kind of hijack. Please. Yes, sir. Um, that's very interesting because I'm calling you after having been sectioned under the Mental Health Act in the United Kingdom. Yes. I'm calling from a psychiatric unit right now. Yes, I uh, saw that in your description. And um, uh, that's I, I, something... I, do, you want to give, do you want me to give a bit of my background? Sure. Um, that's a difficult thing to deal with. And just so you know, um, I am not a licensed mental health practitioner. I do understand some basics of psychology and have been dealing with a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, not here. I'm, not here for, I'm not I'm not here for licensed license shit i'm i'm unfortunately right. i'm in the in the unenviable role of being a political dissident in the united kingdom <clears throat> well please i'm all ears i'm i'm here to listen and i think that the other guys in the room are so and lady my, my, in the room are too my background is um i have an undergraduate degree from the university of bristol um after having studied at mcgill university for a year in in montreal um, I have a, I have a, a postgraduate certificate of education in, in, in social sciences and um, I'm going to study a master's in mad studies at the University of Queen, Queen Margaret University in Edinburgh beginning in January of the forthcoming year. Um, my area of interest really is undermining or 
doing something about psychiatric abuse because I'm within a system right now and it's essentially a it's postmodern incarceration that can that is tantamount to really a postmodern gulag. Um, it seems to me that currently what's happening in the United Kingdom is a military coup being staged by Prince Harry, which sounds like nonsense, but I'm pretty fucking sure it's happening. And you've got to remember that I'm in Dev I'm I'm in Somerset, which is in the southwest of England. Cornwall, the Duchy of Cornwall, is owned by Prince Charles, Prince Harry's father. And it seems that Prince Harry's returned to England to try to do something about the situation um, in the country because the country is falling apart. There is just murders happening everywhere in the country at the moment. And it's just prolific social unrest in terms of people's relationships to each other. <clears throat> And so uh, I, I'd like to know uh, if you, whatever you can tell or willing to tell, what happened uh, because of that doing, what about that led you to being sanctioned in this hospital? This is kind of terrible. Okay, so shocking I, was, I know I was, I was, I was helping my father who suffers, who has been himself institutionalized through the psychiatric system and forced medicated for a long period of time with dangerous neuroleptics. He has lost his mind and has severe dementia at the age of 65. Despite having a fully capable body, he has lost his mind. And I was there helping him out. And in the process, to a certain extent, I lost my shit. I didn't lose my mind, but I lost my shit in terms of my relationship with my father because he had become so inane and incompetent at managing his own life that I was there systematically having to put together all of the broken pieces of his failure as a human being because he was a very negligent father that engaged in excessive alcohol consumption, drink driving and so forth, because as he told me once upon a time, he never wanted kids yet ended up having four kids. <clears throat> Consequently, whilst I was looking after him, we ended up having a fight, a physical fight, no punches right. were thrown to the face, but I got extremely angry about the situation and left his, I left his house to go busking in the street because I'm a musician. I went to go busking. I, can, I mean, I have an Irish passport and I've destroyed my British passport. I consider myself to be an Irish gypsy, essentially. And there is significant persecution of homeless and gypsy groups happening in the UK at the moment. They have emptied the cities of homeless people in, for a large part. London being the chief exception, they are emptying the cities of homeless people and forcing them into labor camps. Not labor camps, but gulags, essentially. They are putting gypsies into gulags in the United Kingdom. The government, is, the, government the Tory government, has become treasonous, and Prince Harry has returned to England to try to fix the situation. <clears throat> it looks and, like if, and, if, 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 as a result of the new election, there isn't uh -huh. a change in political leadership that leads to significant changes with regards to the relationship between England and the city of London, then it seems highly likely that the royal family will step in and dissolve parliament. And how, uh, what hope do you have of being released from this place and getting where you need to, um, where you would feel safe? Because well, I'm trying to get to Mexico. Um, it seems that my best option for doing that is renouncing my British citizenship. I have to prove that I'm sound of mind 
and that I have exceptional circumstances, and then I will renounce my British citizenship and be deported to Ireland, or at least transferred to Irish medical services, because I no longer trust anybody in this country. Yeah. It's kind of understandable, you and know. The only, the, uh, the, yeah. the only people I trust, the only people I trust are in Mexico, and I'm a permanent resident of Mexico, so I'm trying to return to Mexico, and I have to negotiate this with the Mexicans because this is verging on the possibility of being refugee status. <clears throat> yes, sounds uh, pretty intense. Like I said, um, it's it's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Um, and I mean, are you being are treated you being well there, at least? I'm being treated well, except the night, okay. the night staff here, the night staff yeah, here are deliberately force, force medicating patients with heavy sedate, sedatory drugs in order to <clears throat> be able to not do any work, essentially. And Listen, so they sir, are force medicating patients. Yeah. You know... You're kind of preaching to the choir because I'm somewhat of an expert on pharmaceuticals, specifically neuroleptics, and I understand the force medicating of patients and all of the different terrible things that happen, including neuroleptic malignant syndrome, tardive dyskinesia, so metabolic syndrome, add, and yes, add, and a whole slew of other I was, things. I was so the, I get you. To add, I was. I, I want your opinion. Let me just finish the story. To add that I. You're was, fine. I was within the NHS, the National Health Service, and they were using infrared cameras within their services, which was extremely oppressive for patients. I was then subsequently transferred to a private institution, and the private institution is, in a sense, more sophisticated than its systems of control, but the systems of control are very postmodern in nature, such that patients aren't really aware of what's going on. In other words, it's similar to what Zizek talks about with regards to sort of capitalism with a happy face it's very much psychiatry with a happy face but underlying that of course is the fear of the needle they have in the nhs they didn't needle me once but they have needled me three times since i've been in this institution jeez are you and sort on of a, a, a on one occasion you, yeah on one occasion this forced medication occurred at the moment that I got an erection. Mm. I'm being totally open and frank here that they force medicated me to try to eliminate an erection. That is right. very post Freudian bullshit. <laughs> you know, I just had a discussion about this uh, yesterday. Um, one of the unfortunate things about the school that I went to for clinical hypnosis um, is that uh, there used to be, I found, long story short, I found one of the old books of the professional hypnotism manual uh, that the the doctor of the, that founded the school wrote. Now, he's a great guy. He did lots of good things, but it was just a sign of the times. And one of the things they were doing, whether you agree with it or not, is that uh, they were using hypnosis to attempt to uh, basically uh, stop people, like, hypnotize the gay away. <laughs> That's the best way I could say it. Some people want to try to pray the gay well, away. They exactly. were trying to hypnotize I mean, the well, gay away. They're trying, to, they're, trying to hypno they're trying to hypnotize the pedophile away, I think, what they're trying to do. Because they, they right. expect so, the pedophile for some reason. <clears throat> okay, now this is a problem. If uh, well, I can't get into this subject right now. Chris, what's up? Save me here. 
Um, I was just gonna say that, yeah, man, I think in general, a lot of people forget that the way the system not only works in the UK or, but in the US as well, when it comes to, uh, psychiatry and getting people help and the way they treat people. And it's not even just the treatment of people, it's the entrapment of people. So they can put you under like a 72 hour watch, you know, but they turn that turns into you being there for like a month. You know, and then you owe them all these bills and they, you know, bill you for this and bill you for that. You don't have health insurance and, you know, they can, you can be completely sound of mind, but somebody can make a welfare call or, you know, let's say you're semi-elderly and uh, somebody wants your assets so they can just say you're not sound of mind and have some doctor just sign a form saying you're not sound of mind and the next, and then they make you not sound of mind because they give you forced medication while you're in there, I've been forced medicated by the VA before when I didn't need it, and they're like, "Wow, Mr. Cavallo, you need to you need to calm down. You are sure getting getting rowdy." And it's like, "But I'm 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 not." Yeah, uh, they deliberately you, provoke. You, they deliberately provoke. You they deliberately provoke you into violence. Uh, correct, or they speak as if you are so, loud enough so that's you know. Nobody can question it, and you're like looking at them, like, but I'm, but I'm not doing that. Well, They're like, but you are, and then because, they just hit you in the arm with it. This is because this is because they never establish a baseline subjectivity in the first place. Because on arrival, they force hit you from the very beginning, and so that they never have a, they don't know who you are. This is right now. I'm being myself. This is who I am. I maybe occasionally have sort of some swings in my sort of energy or emotional levels, but that's just being human. Correct. Absolutely. You're right. There is not a, there's no actual initial check-in with the person. Uh, I mean, maybe you're elevated this or that because you have something going on. That's why you're at the hospital. That's why maybe they're checking on you, whatever it may be. We're all human, but there's right. There's no actual baseline. They don't do enough research. They don't sit down with you and speak with you long enough. They immediately treat you when you come into the door and then they continue to treat well, you and then they come up with, take, I mean, you know, all humans have some kind of judgment just, on top of that. The reason I'm here is that they just tried to force medicate me and I managed to avert the crisis. The reason they tried to force medicate me is because we've been, me and another patient who's extremely sophisticated and well, very well read on sort of accelerationism, things like that. We've been having sort of very sophisticated discussions. And we've been enjoying it whilst we were listening to music on the television and sort of we've been playing the music quite loud. But, you know, there's no they come along and they say the door must remain open. We're like, no, the door must remain closed because we're trying to be respectful to the other patients. And then they come and open the door again and they say, you need to keep the volume down. And there's only one room that's near here, which is a patient that's always awake at night anyway. Like we're, we're nocturnal people, mostly me, me and this other guy. We don't. And I don't sleep very much. I just, I only need four or five hours a night. And that's, you know, that's considered abnormal. So they're sort of forced medicating eight hours. They're forced medicating time discipline all the time. You're right. right? They, they sure do. They medicate that's time right. discipline. That's right. Like, you must sleep for fucking eight hours a night. It's like, if I sleep eight hours a night, I feel like a fucking zombie in the day. If I sleep four or five hours, I feel great. It's like, leave me alone to fucking figure it out myself. And, you know, you take a good example of a, you know, Boris Johnson. The Not to cut you off, but you nailed it right there. You nailed it right there. Leave me alone to let me figure out my fucking self. That is the issue with my every country shit. of yeah, this, exactly. of this fake psychiatry. Like you were saying, it's this fake psychiatry and this fake bullshit. And, and they don't help yeah. anybody. And they, and they push medication and they push all these things. 
and 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 then the workers there, they're you know, like you said, it's this forced bedtime bullshit. Like, dude, people yeah, go into a psych ward for a reason, you know, like, like, you know, your, your, your reason is completely, uh, uh, I don't want to say it's obscure because it does happen. People use the system against people. That's the whole fucked up reason about it. But let's say, yeah. you know, the, the, the mother of three that is actually having a breakdown and needs to have some time to herself. She thinks it might be good of her to go get checked in. So she does it, and then it's a shitty experience, and they treat her like dog shit, exactly. and she can't get the help she needs, exactly. and she and she and she can't have any thought space. I call it thought space. She can't well, have any then, thought space to, then, to, to, then, to, to, to work on her own stuff. And then simultaneously, you have all of these fucking nutters out there in reality that, you know, the politicians, really, who are the slimy bastards who are exploiting people all the time, making up money on the screen, snorting fucking shit tons of cocaine and just programming money into the system in the city of London. And these fuckers are the insane ones, and we're in here in the insane asylums. You know, it's, it's R Ronald Lang's point about the fact that sort of it's a totalitarian world out there. The, 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 the schizos are the sane ones, and the, the people who are allegedly normal are the insane ones, right? And we're at that point because we're in, we're in a time of peril here. We are sort of 1930. We, 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 we are. We are. Um, I, I really feel yeah. that uh, Pandora's box has been opened since the birth of the internet, since it has been you know, de uh, 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 deployed to the masses. Now you have these people that yeah. were once sought as outcast. Now they can get together under the dark of night, you know, on the internet and, and get together. And, you know, and, and, you know, I'm talking well, about, my you, firm know, belief, you know, and it's just, it's, it's horrible. My firm belief is that Google has lost control of its artificial intelligence. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they ever had control of it to begin with, let's just be real here. Yeah, but the I mean, search, we're playing that. that that's that. Now that is the ultimate fire. Exactly, but the Google, the Google search engine has now become so powerful and so monopolistic that it, it is. It. I mean, I was deported from Taiwan recently, and that's sort of partly what led me here, and that was a result of me exposing, I think, Chinese cyber attacks of Taiwan, essentially because of the behavior I was engaging in, it was clear that they were under attack and that they had essentially transformed young people into fucking robots. Well, um, the thing is, I was in, in China and they are, they're definitely putting something in the, the water. Um, mm. It's uh, something that messes with your sexual uh, system. Like the, the food and stuff there, it just, or maybe oh it's just that I really like Chinese girls, but they just would make you really horny all the time when you would drink. It was just unbelievably crazy how they were just putting stuff in the system. And as soon as I left and my diet started changing, it, it went back to normal. Like, you know, instead of having well, 10,000, you know I'm just down to 1,000 a do you day. Know how you know? Doing, do you know how they are doing that here is pushing vape. Vape, like vape pens onto the population. So vaping is very popular in England, smoking, you know, nicotine through a vape. And the vape... Interesting. Surprise, in surprise. America, they are they doing are, the opposite. They, they are, are trying lithium, to not do right? it. Interesting. They are, they are lithium. They're, they're getting people to smoke lithium because lithium is a renowned antipsychotic and a brain-dead yes. drug. And not only the lithium, but the phenylalanine in the, in, in, in the, 
sweeteners and stuff that are all contained in there. They're having these. So just so you guys know, he said he said phenylalanine. It's uh, we pronounced it in America phenylalanine. Just in case you guys didn't catch yeah. that. Do you, can you can you speak to any of that about the com the composite um, components of a vape pen, perhaps in terms of how you think that might be affecting mental health? Um, well, the only thing is is that um, a lot of the um, metallic salts, like um, you just mentioned lithium, uh, is um, somewhat uh, easily uh, turned into um, an aerosol, but I'm not sure. I know that there were some of them that were like that, and um, uh, they're well, also... My understanding, you, my, my feeling is, just to add, like my, from my research that I've been doing is, Fortunately, I'm going to study this master's in math study, so it kind of gives me some credibility here in terms of like me being here as an academic, and I'm just investigating shit as I'm here. I'm kind of an investigative psychologist, I guess, and the vape pen that they showed us, or the, they literally had a vape company come in and push these on us, and these vape pens are metal chassis. And now when I hold yeah. it, I feel that it's not, effect it's not effectively grounded. And so... The, the battery is releasing lithium, like sort of gaseous lithium into your body, I think. But then they well, have another vape pen, which is made there's of all kinds of gives a totally different experience. Yeah, there's all kinds of um, uh, lithium uh, batteries that are exploding and leaking gas. This is not like a new thing either. There's a lot of lithium ion yeah, battery I, explosions. I think they've been that, deliberately engineered. They've been deliberately engineered to leak that by being unearthed. Well, you're partially correct. It, it was a, it was the same thing like how Monsanto found a bacteria in one of their dumpsters that was immune to their Roundup uh, uh, weed killer. Um, the same way it was accidentally found out how to how to create acute inhalation toxic toxicopathology of lithium combustion. Um, so I'm smoking. It was, I'm smoking it right now, by the way. Yeah. Well, um, the so. Lithium does have an – it's more um, potent when it's aerosolized or vaporized. So lithium vapor, mm, you know, there's been studies – there's been studies on that since the 70s. I mean, I remember so they're, they're reading some papers. the lithium, yeah. Well, I remember reading uh, papers from the – like not, not in the 70s, but by the 70s uh, that were, you know, published in the 70s about lithium vapor and, and, and aerosol studies. So – I mean, they've been doing it for the longest time. It's not like it, they were doing it for argon and helium and things like that. So there's a long history of okay, doing experimentation. Interesting with... question. Interesting question yes. to you, Hakeem. Sorry, 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 I interrupt quite a lot. I'm kind of autism spectrum. You know what? It's fine. You're actually in position. Listen, you're in a position right now where your time is kind of limited because of your situation. So you can talk exactly. as much as you need to while you have the time, okay? Okay. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, so, oh, what's the, the, the NHS? The NHS has made it. There is a there is a public vaporizer available in the UK, which has a total plastic chassis, and all the components are visible to the patient. And it's clear that it's not. It is actually a successful vaporizer, whereas these ones, these Chinese import ones, have it hidden. And so, it seems that the CCP of China is actually pushing these vapes, perhaps. 
Well, there's all kinds of things that the I don't CCP... Like, I don't like getting... I don't like getting into, I, I, I don't like I, getting into the I would say it's, I would I don't say it's be possible because the, 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 clear, the clear viewing window um, vapes are, have been outlawed in America. They were outlawed a few about a, been... about a year ago. They no longer are able to even be imported or exported. They cannot be produced in America. They cannot be imported from China. Oh. The, the, cl- the clear vials you're talking about that do not have an attached battery um, that have a clear viewing window or have a viewing window on them, and you, and you can see the actual uh, components inside that are allowing mechanism, it to vaporize. Yeah. yeah, the mechanisms inside, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all been uh, – it sounds like it's being repurposed and pushed into the into the European market because it's no longer allowed in the US well, market on a and federal then, level. And then you've got a connection. It's, it's literally I don't being like stopped at the port. Uh, let me run on this because this this like um, this relates deeply to what's happening in Latin America, what happened in Bolivia. They were trying to weaponize the lithium and that's why they that's why you've had this pink revolution sweep Latin America over the past three years because they were trying to weaponize the lithium, it seems. And I don't, want to, I don't want to get into the politics of this, but it's unavoidable, unfortunately, and because I end up being politicized in the process. And if I get politicized, then I end up in a fucking dangerous position for my life. And, you know, what I feel very much because I'm running, trying to get back to Mexico, that I'm kind of in a neo-Trotskyite situation of exposing sort of the contemporary bureaucracy and how, for me, it's all about trash. It's all about how residue is resonating through the system which is exactly what happened in the soviet union with regards to paperwork and that was exactly what trotsky was running away from was just the bureaucratic nightmare that unfolded and it seems that the ccp has reached the same point but that's not just the ccp the city of london all the financial services of the world have reached this point of such extreme inflatory practices that they are sort of struggling they they are sort of weaponized i mean they're weaponizing the lithium because the lithium is sort of essential to this sort of green revolution, which isn't a green revolution because it, it's, it's primarily relying on lithium batteries and lithium extraction is an extremely damaging practice that's worse than coal mining. And so, you know, right. and the, and the, the reason they're even to get lithium into people a different way. Exactly. And the reason they're doing that also is to, create this situation it's the rich i mean it's a class struggle in the marxist sense in in, in regards to the fact that the wealthy elites basically have run out of the possibility of happiness through money and are now turning towards this existential sort of battle of sort of pushing to a post-apocalyptic nightmare world Anyway. Hello, Alumio, Thomas, and Brent. Um, welcome, guys, for listening uh, and joining us. Uh, it seems like you're able to speak very freely where you are. Um, is there like a certain amount of time that they give you to speak on the phone, um, or what's, uh, what's that situation? I'm just, I'm, just uh, I'm ignoring any of the rules to a certain extent. I'm being okay. respectfully disrespectful and disrespectfully respectful. Okay. Um, just to want to make sure that you know. I mean, I can't. I can't do anything. You're in the UK. You're in a 
Well, I mean, they're, uh, hang, they're, they're hanging the fear. Of, they're hanging. They're, they're hanging the fear of forced injection over my head. But I don't think they're going to do it again because I don't think they have the balls. Because so you're UK, coming from from Signet Mental Hospital in Taunton, Somerset, UK. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. so, so he he's in an in problem is I'm now in inpatient I'm, setting where he has his this phone. is whistleblowing. Like he, I'm in a he, I'm he, in a whistleblowing classes. He, he oh, he, bro, yeah, trust me, know. I've been there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've been there too. So, so you get it. Yeah. He's just like he's like he he, he went from acute to inpatient. So like he, you can have your phone. You can have yeah. this. You can have that. Like. Yeah. I'm in a whistleblower situation. Well, um, is there anything that you think that we could do to help, like with information or anything? Um, you know, you can um, always. I, 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 I'm already. I'm in. I'm in contact with the CCHR, the Citizens Commissions on Human Rights, which is owned by the Church of Scientology, and I've been in contact with their. Their Brian okay. Daniels is the head of the investigation. I have to tell you. I have to tell you, I've had extensive um, contact with the Church of Scientology, and even though I don't agree with them on many things, they will. They do a lot of help. They do. They do a lot of work, and and I've seen them actually get people out of uh, mental institutions by signing a few pieces of paper. I've done it before on their suggestions. Like I said, I'm not a Scientologist, and I don't really care for a lot of stuff that they do. But when it comes to mental health advocacy and helping people to get out of hospitals, they're very good. You just have to follow their instructions and do what they ask you to do because they will get you out. Um, He's he's told me to probably not do this to be honest, but he's told me to just try and get out and then fight the fight. But at some point when you're in these, in these, in this situation, and as just happened, they try to force medicate me. You obviously need to speak out. Like you just feel that urge and you can't get the reassurances unless you speak to people that have been in a similar situation. Well, you're lucky enough to be in, uh, in the room with somebody who actually has been in that situation it's and it's documented by the, you know, by my government because I went to the crazy ward at our government ran hospital for our, for our war fighters. You know, I mean, there I was in a psych ward ran by them, you know, and they're not, they weren't helping me and they were forced medicating me. And, um, you know, they gave me a, what they call a, a, a B 52. It's a mix of, um, a whole bunch of shit. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, it's just anywho, man. You know, and it's just they're they're well, they're, they're fortunately wild, in this country. Know. In this country, we now have a law called Zenzi's Law. The, a black man in 2018 was died after refusing a forced medicated needle, and he fought with the he fought with the police who had to arrive, and the police, in the process of restraining him, killed him. And so consequently, there's a, there's, a, there's a law that prohibits the use of excessive force in psychiatric units. And so what they're doing here is using private, mm. private fake police and private security services to enforce that forced medication. And now I... Oh, absolutely. They, they, they do the same thing here at the myself. VA. They, they have... I've been, so I called the police as soon as this happened. I called the police to show that I was serious and explained to the police the situation. And of course, the police may not believe you and think you're not sound of mind, but at least the information has been shared. So you've got like a witness to the situation, right? 
at the very least. Yeah. Um, and I've I mean, always I don't been trying know. to keep good company so that there's always witnesses around me so that this, this can be demonstrated as being unethical, the practice. I mean, they're just, the whole situation is just extremely unethical. The, the problem is, and I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but the problem is, is that um, no matter how unethical it is, a lot of that is unlikely to change. And your best bet is to, uh, I hate to say it, is to suck it up and behave and get out of there. Uh, according and then find your way away because it yeah well i know i'm just saying just reiterating that um look i've been i've known people i've lived with who've been on psychiatric medications and were forced on all kinds of cocktails and i've advocated for them and you know fortunately one person i was basically able to save from from hell from all of that and you know now she's got two two little beautiful baby girls and she's married and she's thriving and um, but she was caught in this whole polypharmacy, just giving her three different antipsychotics, Big which is completely unnecessary. Movie. Yeah. And just, um, you know, it's um, not easy, man. But like, yeah, well, like, yeah. what he's what he's saying is like, like you're, you're grit your teeth for a week or two and then get out, because if you don't, they're going to keep you there for another nine. Yeah, but I've been I mean, I've been here. I've been here. What? I was four weeks in the first hospital, which is the public hospital. And I've been here three weeks now in private hospital. Right. So, you know, that saying, Chris, you know, that and uh, caller unchanged to change to, you know, that saying that is supposedly attributed to Einstein that says that if you keep doing the same thing uh, and expecting to get different results, it's the the definition of insanity. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. here's the thing that probably comes from mental hospitals because I've been in mental hospitals and I've seen people screaming and crying and, and, and lashing out and saying all kinds of crazy stuff and misbehaving. And it's that same behavior that got them locked up in the first place, or it's the same behavior that they're going to use as an excuse to keep you in there. So I'm not saying that you're doing any of that. I'm saying that you may be right. You may even be righteous. Okay. But the, right. the thing is, is that you cannot demonstrate any of that. You have to be like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I understand. No, I'm not worried about that anymore. Yeah, I'm that. good. That's right. You know, it's, it's just That's like, right. like, they I understand. I don't want to be what here. Einstein said just, this. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Just a practical story here. What happened after I refused? Because they, they were hanging the needle over my head tonight. And what happened after was that they came in, the, the nurse on, in charge came in and said, you need to take these two pills. And I was like, what is this? Because I've been keeping track of my, I've been writing in my book, the medication that they've been giving me. And he said, you need to take this medication. And I said, well, why? He said, because you didn't take it at 10 p.m. And I was like, well, I was never requested to take it at 10 p.m. So they, they just made up bullshit and said that, they changed my records and said that um, I had been required to take that medicine at that time. And then subsequently was non-compliant with the medication. So they're just trying to make up a narrative a false narrative that sort of puts them in the good books, right? And says that I'm non-compliant, but I wasn't non-compliant. I've been compliant with all the medication that they've given me. And so I'm only being non-compliant with that medication because it wasn't received at the time that it was meant to be prescribed. Exactly. And where they're getting you here is with what is that another thing that Einstein said is that if you take a intelligent person and you take his wings away and try to convince him that he's a fish and, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, like, like climb, climb this tree, yeah. you fish. You're like, wow, I'm, I'm, I can't climb this tree. I'm a fucking fish, but really, you're not a fish. You're exactly. a monkey. 
but they've convinced you that you're a fish, you know? Like, so yeah, they're fucking with you, man. So like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that is the other point. They're doing the fuckery. Yes. So you got to play along, do it for a week, like like we're saying here, because we, and I, we've been there. I've been there. I, I've been there where I went there for help, and then it's turned into more, and then I get, I, I've had them write on a piece of paper, and then I'm like, wow, now I have to go talk to somebody else and prove to that person on a legal level that I can be set, like sent home. Like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. How did I get here? And yeah. it's not that I even did anything. Yeah. I didn't get myself in that position. They did it yeah, to me. They are course. literally insane. They are insane asylums because the whole approach that they take to the sort of patient, sort of patient-doctor relationship, whatever you want to say, is is insane. Yes, it is false help. It is false psychiatry. It is not. Uh, I don't think exactly. it ever has been actual help or psychiatry no, for anybody. No. As, as it's through, a charade. Through, yeah, I mean, as Foucault would argue, I mean, it's it's always a. Psychiatry is always a form of persecution. Yeah, I mean, there's a long history of that. There's what actually get, what a whole... gets me. What gets me in here? What gets me in here is that the, the night staff are almost universally black, right? And I'm constantly saying to them because I swear a lot and I get abusive with staff. But I'm constantly saying to them, I'm saying, you guys have not listened to enough Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King clearly says that oppressed groups have a right and freedom of speech. The freedom of speech for oppressed groups is absolute. They can say whatever the fuck they want because they have suffered at the hands of oppression for a long fucking time. And now we, as nomads, I guess, not mad people that are being claimed to be well, mad. What they, what know, they don't understand is that you're people. Irish. And if, they, and if they don't understand the history of Ireland as a black man, then you're not exactly. talking to the right black man. So you're going to have to just conceptualize exactly. that you're talking to somebody who is a sheep, who exactly. is so... Yeah. You know, enamored with Babylon and the modern world sheet. set before him that he doesn't understand because, like me as a black man in America, yeah. I say that I actually relate better with Irish people and with Indian people and Chinese people and others that have come to America and have suffered the same persecutions and don't cry about it. Exactly. They don't cry about it. It's you class, know, they're not asking class, for fucking handouts. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's class consciousness in Marxist terms, or at least it's just it's just intersectionality it's just identifying the fucking commonality that they have that we are an oppressed group they are an oppressed group where's the humanity correct yeah it's um yeah i mean i can the only thing they i have came. to offer is that in. that i understand um i'm gonna go i'm gonna move just, i'm gonna move to my room okay um all, all I can really uh, offer. Yeah, let's, let's they're offering, they're offering me meds. They're, they're, look, they're offering me. They're offering me meds right now that they didn't give to me at 10 p.m. Should I take them or not? Um, is it? Do you want to take them? Do you need them? Like, what, it, what's going to happen? No, if I you don't. don't. It's your. It's your fault that you didn't offer me the meds. I mean, I, 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 I would just politely PRN. ask them. What's PRN? What PRN is your normal prescribed prescription. So PRN means that you are supposed to normally take it at 10 o'clock. I would politely ask yeah. them what, what what each pill is. Like, okay, is this one for sleep and what's the name of it? Is this one for anxiety? What's the name of it? Is this just okay. vitamin D? What is the if it's vitamin is, D, tell me it's vitamin for? D. 
I have enough rest. I've had enough rest. I don't need to sleep. I sleep on my own time. Okay, I will go to bed then. I don't need to take the meds. I'll just go to bed. I'll go to my bedroom. <clears throat> they want me to go to bed, then I'll go to my bedroom and not go to bed. <clears throat> well, yeah, that's see, that's that's how you work with it. You know, if you go to your room and you yeah. stay relatively quiet, then they don't give you any medication. The thing is, they they want to put you on a system. You know, you have exactly. to go to sleep at at nine o'clock, and you have to you know, wake up at a certain time. So you're in the UK right now. So you're like six hours. Wait a minute. What time is it over there? 3 a.m. Something like that. 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're six hours. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you got to, um, so the way to beat this is that you have to go stand in line with everybody else. And then when they go to give it to you, you say, I kindly reject, I kindly reject this medication. That's what you say. That. You know, they yeah, say, no, no, "Oh, no, no, hey, no, no. you know, okay, yeah. cool. I'll take the vitamin D, but I don't want the lithium." Yeah, exactly. That's why, yeah. I'm, that's why I'm keeping a book record of all this. Good, good. Can you good. give me the information about this drug that you were going to give me? I have a right to. Just ask. Just ask the name for it. Just ask the name to say what is the name of that drug. The Rajapam, I think. All right. Yeah, we can. I, I, I mean, we have the resources to. Yeah, you know, look that, that, that up and just, document just, it. just be kind, just be kind and say, okay, thank you, sir. Just say, you know, just ask for the name and say thanks. Okay, that's what I've done. Effectively what we've done. All right. I mean, you're, you're, good, good. you know, you're doing all right. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're in a good space. That's good. I'll, I mean, I'll hang out as long as you need to for right now. So um, is there anything else that you want to either you know, get off your chest or share or um, ask or anything. So, um, so another thing that I have, well, um, if there's nothing else, uh, if you want, um, we're just going to be hanging out. I'm actually going to change, not have this be so long, but, um, uh, or how about this? Um, if if Sarah or somebody can we can we hold a space for um, for unchanged to change to um, so that I can uh, finish this room and and post it so that it doesn't run into like three hours. Um, so anybody volunteer to do that? Lost you. Um, so we can. But Hello, if can, not, you, I'll, uh, can you hear me? Well, yes, I can hear you now. Okay, cool. They're just running around doing stuff. I think they're trying to get some fucking fake police in here or something. Okay. Um, so, uh, Miss uh, uh, yeah, Sarah, thank Sorry, you. There's two, there's, there's two more patients. There's two more patients here, so it's fine. All right. Sarah, bye. Do you guys hear me? Stick around. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to stick around for I'm a little here, bit. brother. Whenever you want to close up, it's all right. No, no. What I want to say is, um, can you can you open a room for uh, and and ha and and invite unchanged to change to in the room so we can still keep keep connected to him? I'm trying right. to be Hold practical. On. Or unchanged. To, well, yeah. Somebody open up a room. Sarah, are you there? My. Uh, 
What you doing? How you doing? Go okay. ahead, Sarah. Open it up. Open open up a room, please. Yeah, are you able to do that, Sarah? Are you willing to do that? To open up a space so that unchanged I can, I can I can make my do you want me to make my own do you want me to make my own show? Yeah, um it, we just I just want a space to hold for you and for us to be there with you just for as long as you need, but I want to close this one up. Um okay, all right. I'll I'll make I can make a new show and just jump into that one. All right, so I will follow you and find you um as soon as I'm done. I'll do it right now. All right. Thank you. Okay. Chris, Sarah, um, Vlad. Speak to you soon. Yeah, unchanged to you're sick. See you in a All minute. Right. Unchanged to change two is gonna open up right. a room. If you guys want to jump over right. there, that's where I'm gonna be in a few minutes. All right. See All you right. guys. Speak to you soon. Later. Bye.